1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Lee Griffiths is taking the first steps towards a Celtic return After a long absence from the side Rangers could be priced out of a move to keep Ryan Kent beyond the summer And it's the battle of the Saints in Perth as St Mirren look to kickstart their survival push I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Well now that the Scotland doubleheader is out of the way It's all towards Sunday's big game Celtic v Rangers at Celtic Park Rangers need to win To keep their title hopes alive And as for Celtic Will they settle for a draw Or will Neil Lennon Insist that his players Go and rub it into Rangers We'll see Yep Jim Duffy I think I think we're done I think we're done with Scotland <laughs> They've given us enough disappointment To last yeah. Certainly uh, The last few days But very much Looking forward now To the return Of the Premiership Yeah It's time we had a few smiles Back on the face again I think And uh you know the the weekend obviously brings uh, you know the old firm match, but uh, there's a very very important match tonight as well in this area with St Mirren get up to St Johnson, and uh, that's going to be a pivotal match in, in mm. their their quest for survival. There's silverware already being handed out a bit later on. We'll look at Eskil Bride landing the Lowland League. Could this be the year they finally force their way into the SPFL? Mark Greedy, I think when you guys were on the show a few weeks ago, we said you know ten games to go. The final countdown sort of thing The home stretch But now that this international break Is done and dusted This is This really yeah. is it This is This is us we're, We've got the finishing line in sight Yeah we we have And If we had to have A title race Beyond Sunday I think Most of us say it's 95% done But there's, there There would be an element of doubt Providing Rangers can win um, On Sunday But they need to win And if this is what The players think That they're, they're genuine You know because During different points of the season They've talked a good game but too many times they've not delivered But in the last Old Firm game they did And should have beaten Celtic by more than, than 1-0 But can I see Rangers winning at Celtic Park? No, I don't think I can I'm not overly confident that Celtic will win the game In terms of a prediction I'm kind of edging towards a, a draw at the moment, Gordon But um, Rangers, if they've got any chance to show their manager That they're worthy of the jersey To show their supporters that they're worthy to be at the club Then they've got to stand up And be counted this weekend Jim Duffy It's Wednesday This is Glasgow It's never too early To start looking <laughs> ahead to, to a game like that And that's what you're Starting to see come through Whether it's question marks Over fitness Or team selection mm-hmm. Or just the general Build up to the game It's uh, it's nearing Yeah I think that started About uh, January probably <laughs> God the truth be told You know And uh, and that's the thing I mean Rangers You know Mark saying there That you know Rangers won and, and, and won well But that was actually Last year you know, the, you know, since the turn of the year, the form's been a bit inconsistent. You know, and and I think that's been a disappointing thing for Rangers fans. I think they really thought, wait a minute, there's a chance to mm-hmm. to really put down a marker, and it hasn't really, you know, materialised. Um, I think the the most important thing from a Rangers um, side is, is that they go and really compete at Celtic Park. It's been a long time since I've competed at Celtic Park. Last game, Ibrooks were terrific and deserve all the plaudits. But at Celtic uh, Park, there's the, you know there have been miles off it um, over the last um, few years. So I think um, from Celtic's point of view, again they've managed to get some results recently without playing at their best. But it's a great habit to have. But uh, I think from again they would like to, to to try and rectify that game by putting in a top class performance. But you're right, um, you know all, all the fans now will be looking forward to it or nervous about it, depending how they are. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number. So let's hear from you on the phones right now, or if you'd rather tweet, then we are at Clyde SSB. We do have some breaking news 
this afternoon Broke around about 30 minutes or so ago And that's Celtic announcing that Lee Griffiths will be returning to the club this week To begin a fitness and performance programme at Lennox Town So not training as such, not training alongside all of his teammates But he will be working with the medical staff, the sports science staff With a view to getting back towards the first team in the future Essentially it's the, the first step back on, on, on his road to recovery Some quotes from Neil Lennon On the Celtic website Naturally pleased That Lee's looking to get things going again uh, It calls it a phased return to training In no way will we put any time scale On a possible return to the first team Instead we'll make sure we work with him On the best most productive way forward um, I guess Mark Guidi that, I mean, that, that has to be welcomed as Good news Celtic fans will be delighted Looking ahead to the day When they finally see him back In a, in a Celtic shirt But it it's early days It's step one if you like It's um. It's, this is not to say That you're going to see him On the pitch anytime soon No I mean I, I, I wouldn't uh, say That we'll see Lee Griffiths Playing for Celtic again In this campaign That said If, if he's starting to train Over the next couple of days It sounds like He's going to have to go through In terms of, of Physically A pre-season Which could You know Could take You know Between two and three weeks Of terms of trying to get him up to speed And then they may look at introducing them uh, towards the end of April, start of May. It could well be Celtic in the Scottish Cup final, you know, because the bottom line is he's an asset. He's a right good player, probably the best finisher at the club, maybe the best finisher in the country. And if he is mentally and physically ready to, to come and play, then why wouldn't you have him involved? And also, too, if it goes to plan at club level over the next seven or eight weeks, then... He could be available for, for Scotland for the home game against Cyprus uh, on, on June the 8th, which would be a massive boost mm. to, uh, to Alan McLeese. So, early days, but signs are very encouraging. I mean, by all accounts, Jim Duffy, Lee Griffiths is nowhere near ready to, re- mm. to return to playing competitive football. So, whether it is this season at all, who knows? There's no really any point in, in us sort of speculating mm. about it, but it's good news, first and foremost, for him. Yeah, I mean, that's the most important thing. The most important boy is things that the boy's on his way back and he's. He's hopefully in a, in a more positive um, frame of mind. And, and as you say, it's, it's the, the first steps in the road to recovery. Um, so all we can do is wish him well. We hope it goes well. As Mark says, further down the line, he can start looking at the football side. But this this is a, this is a good step for him. And uh, uh, I think that all the Celtic players will be delighted to have him back, uh, you know, just in and around the place again. And, and as I say, just hopefully everything goes to plan. And I mean, Mark Guidi, Lee Griffiths is a, a player who will be known by... Neil Lennon Neil Lennon will yeah. know the situation so you, the club, you, yeah. you've not got this you've not got a, a manager coming in from elsewhere a bit unsure of the situation Neil Lennon will be all too aware of, of, of how to manage that there's there's literally no point in, in rushing anything or putting you know unrealistic expectations on the player No I mean actually you'd probably say if you to choose if if Lee Griffiths had to choose the perfect manager to be in charge of now he'd probably choose something Neil because he knows him Neil Lennon's had had, had his demons um, as well that, that he spoke openly about that, that he's had to to fight so certainly I think that Neil Lennon um, personally will be a right good shoulder um, for Lee Griffiths um, as well and then professionally he doesn't have anything to prove to, to Neil Lennon Neil Lennon bought him from Wolves served him well uh, if anything Neil Lennon probably a bit frustrated that he didn't get a chance to work longer with Lee Griffiths so there's certainly the, the opportunity there for a, a very good manager centre forward relationship yeah, I mean, again, it's, you know, these type of things are important, but the most important thing for him is his just health. You know, if he gets back into a healthy 
uh, frame of mind. Then his football is there. He's still more than young enough, and and, and he will get fit. I mean, of course, as you said, um, Gordon, it's a, it's going to be a, a, a number of weeks before he's physically fit. But the most important thing for for um, Lee Griffiths is is, is is being mentally ready again. Um, the fitness side will take care of itself. That's just a program where you where you know you'll you'll be. I don't think you'll, you'll love that because it's going to be it's going to, and it's tough when it's when you're on your own as well, even with the sports scientists and the and the uh, the, the fitness guys. Um, but you know Celtic have got uh, terrific backroom staff there, and he'll got all the help and support uh, that he'll need. And you know, I'm listening with the the best optimism in the world. He, he would be back available again this season, but I don't think that's the main priority. The main priority is just yeah. get ready when back it's the at right some time. point. When it's the right time. Yeah, MC is on Twitter. Great to hear we Sparky's getting back into things at Lennox Town. Missed him big time. This calls for a packet of tea cakes and a cup of tea. Is that, is that, is that Clyde SSB uh, on Twitter? It's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That is the number you need to get in touch tonight. So let's hear from you, Alec. Is a Celtic fan first up. Hi, Alec. Hi lads, how are you doing? Good thanks uh, three, quick co- uh, three quick comments uh, Deadly serious about the first one Ryan Kent is obviously available For the, the, the word the, the number's about 7 million now We know that Rangers couldn't afford that And we know that Celtic are renowned For having wingers Now, when you watch the boy The boys, it's quite clear the boys get ability uh, I'll be a bit like Patrick Roberts for me uh, He gives by, by defenders uh, for fun uh, if Celtic want him, again, if he was wanted to come up this end, Celtic could afford the seven million, and we could probably afford these wages. Truth be told, you're probably getting to the Championship or the lower end of the Premiership. That's just my first point. All right, let's leave. Um, listen, Alex has, has quite kindly introduced one of the topics we were going to talk about. Stories in the back page of the Daily Record today uh, that Ryan Kent, I think it's actually eight to ten million, was the the figure as to what it could take to to get Ryan Kent on a permanent basis. I didn't expect the first call to be that. Celtic should go for him But there we are um, I can't see that happening I, I agree certainly Alec um, uh, There's no doubt that Ryan Kent is a talent I think he's been right up there In terms of uh, Rangers most uh, One of the most consistent players He can create, he, he, he can cause havoc He can cut inside So he's got all the attributes um, But I, you know, A, I'm not, I'm not so sure that But yeah, well technically Celtic can afford The 7, 8, 9 million pound fee but would they pay that for him? No, I don't think they would. That's not to say that I don't think he's worth that. I just don't think Celtic, if they're going to spend that kind of money, they would do it on a 21-year-old winger or, or, or whatever it may be. I think there's there's other priorities for the, the squad this summer. Uh, and would the boy go to to Celtic? Uh, I'm not so sure he would because he's played for, for Rangers. I, I, I'm not really sure that that one would come off. Well, I mean, I disagree with Mark in both counts, actually, because I think that he's a Liverpool player, and I think yeah, he's played for Rangers, but he's not a Rangers fan, you know, he's not brought up in this, and even even if he was, I think nowadays, if if, if a club, um, you know, if if the, if the bid is accepted, I think they can afford it. I think they paid it for Edward, who's a a potential player as well, a lot of potential. That certainly wasn't the finished article. I think Ryan Kent's. I, I personally think he's got a lot to learn. I think his final ball, he's got to score more goals. Um, I think he's got to create and assist as well more. I think he, he you know, there are times where he gets past people, but I think there's got to be an end product, more of an end product. So I think there's a lot, a lot to to be. Um, he's got a lot to learn. I'm not sure if he's if he's quite ready to to come up and play it for that money, but potentially again in in the modern day, if if it was less than that, if it was somewhere about the seven million pound mark, then it might be an investment for Celtic. But 
you know, listen, it all, all depends. I mean, Rangers have signed Jordan Jones. We know there's talk about him interested in Hasty to, uh, mm. to Motherwell. Um, they've obviously Candias. Uh, Jamie Murphy might be back by that time who knows in, in terms of his injury so they may have enough uh, in those areas if if um, you know that mm. uh, they, they allow they allow that one to go I mean again financially it'd be, it'd be a big step for Rangers yeah Rangers fans keen to get your thoughts on it stories in the daily record today suggesting 8 to 10 million is what it would take for Ryan Kent looking like that would price Rangers out of a move and, and he would end up elsewhere what do you make of that how much does that disappoint you is it a player you would like to see the, the boat pushed out to, to try and get you tell us Ryan Kent 0141 951 1025 You want to come back in Alec? Aye uh, Well for the game on Sunday I was listening to Mark Obviously Edging towards a, a sort of a draw When we went to Ibrooks In uh, 29th of December We were rank rotten uh, With Callum McGregor At left back How how Brendan managed To work that on it I never know This time We've got We're at Celtic Park We've got a clean bill of health Apart from Ryan Christie uh, I'm I'm going for a resounding victory. I can't see anything but there I can. Uh, all our defenders are back. Tierney's fit. McGregor's going to be in the mid in the middle of midfield where he should be, and I reckon Edward will be up top. Yeah, I mean again, Celtic. Uh, you're 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 right to some extent, uh, Alec. But I want to I want to just put it down to the fact that McGregor played left back. The Celtic was a poor, and Rangers were very good. So, you know, Rangers were excellent on the day, Celtic were weren't at their best and, and Rangers still deserved to win uh, in that day in December. But I, I, I do agree with you just now that the fact is that the Celtic are in a, uh, a healthier position to to keep their players, you know, in the right positions. Um, and, and I'm sure there's an extra motivation there if you need it, you know, to try and uh, overturn that type of result in terms of, uh, you know, just for the performance levels and first and foremost and Celtic at home They've got a fantastic record At Celtic Park I think they've only one draw This year And the rest wins Against Aberdeen So they've got a phenomenal record At Celtic Park um, And they'll be wanting to be <laughs> was for, for the fans Point of view uh, They want to put on a, a performance But more importantly In these games It's all about results And uh, if Celtic won Then I'm sure the performance Will, will come a long way second Alec was that Lee Griffiths news Welcome news for you This afternoon I think it's I think it's great news, you know. I mean, uh, it's quite clear the guy's had his troubles, you know. Uh, he is a player, you know. He's a guy who who wants to beat Celtic for the rest of his career. Other guys will maybe come and go as stepping stones. Lee wants to be there, and I think that if he can get himself in in the fitness team, could you imagine the last game of the season, going for the treble treble at Hamden, and the wee man getting up and picking up a medal, you know. That that would be the perfect pick me up, you know what I mean, to get into next season for him and another clean bill of health. Yeah, I mean you look at he always kinda of strikes you as the type of player who <laughs> this might seem like a strange thing as if they all they all should, but he really does just love playing football, doesn't he? He right. seems that way. Yeah. I don't know if, if people are aware of this. It was in the newspaper at the time. Um the day after he scored those two famous free kicks at Hamden, I mean it doesn't get much better than that. He scores the two free kicks. The very next day he was Turned up for a, a charity game Fourth one or sister station Through in Edinburgh Some sort of charity game I think his brother was involved And he turned up And he'd get the boots on You know The very next day After having done that You know He just strikes you as that type Who loves playing football I think you know, I think there's a genuine case Of he's uh, A wee guy That's living the dream You know Living the dream Of being a professional footballer And very lucky to play uh, for the champions of Scotland Helping them winning trophies Playing for his country Two goals against England As, as you said He's uh, in the middle of well-documented problems. Um, you know, he's he's never short of being, you know, been on the back pages and occasionally the front pages as well. And I'm sure that at times he had he had Brendan Rodgers exasperated and and other managers. But 
he is a talent and as Jim said and we've all said now for the past what's it been nine ten weeks Gordon that um, we wish him well we wish him well on his recovery his health is the most important thing football secondary but if he can get himself right um, mentally the physical side will just come back very very naturally and he'll be back scoring goals again yeah I mean again it's it's difficult, uh, Gordon, when you're, when you're speaking about situations because this, these are personal to each individual. Yeah. You know, in this particular case, we're talking about Lee Griffiths, and it's great because you know the report is he's back. You know, m- making you know the, the the first steps to recovery, but uh, you know that that that's from a football perspective. The the actual major steps of recovery have been done in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, with the professional help he's had. But, you know, people think, oh, footballers are immune to all this kind of stuff and, you know, they're well off and, you know, they're in the high profile. And we see time and time again, that's not the case. So, as I said before, the only thing I think that matters is that, um, you know, he gets his, his long-term help back. Uh, and then the football's use, as you mentioned there, that enthusiasm will always be there. He, he is, he's like a kid at Christmas when when the ball comes out. I don't think he's won. Brendan Rodgers has stated a few times, part of the reason he didn't play because he wasn't always happy about He said his first press. That was the term that Brendan used to use in terms of how he pressed the opposition. And that wasn't always Lee Griffiths' first thought. How do I press the opposition? It's give me the ball and I'll stick it in the back of the net. So, you know, it'll be interesting if he gets back in with Neil Lennon how that goes. But as I said, he is, when he gets the ball, uh, he, he, there's no doubt he's got talent. 01419511025. We're going to take a closer look at Ryan Kent's future after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are here, so give us a call or send us a tweet. Kenny Weir has done that on the subject of Ryan Kent. In my humble opinion, we should bust the bank and get Dave King to dip into his fortune and buy Ryan Kent, the best young talent at Ibrox. Sign him in a heartbeat, says Kenny. Looks like it could be a hefty price tag, but what do you think on the phones? 0141 951 1025. Mark in Port Glasgow, what do you think? Hi, you doing, panel? Yeah, good um, A couple of weeks ago, probably it was the winter, I would have thought Ryan Kent would be the most important signing Rangers I made in the summer. But I read a stat on Twitter that the, not quite a front three, but a three behind the striker, the Celtic, I think it's Christie, Forrest and Sinclair. They'd scored something like 45, 46 goals between the three of them. Ryan yeah. Kent, Arfield and Candias at Rangers have only been involved in 16. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the a, that's a difference between the two teams. Yeah. I don't think it's... I don't. I think that goal tally for Celtic's three sounds a bit too many, right, but I you think, get the I point. Think, Mark's making. I think no. I think I think Singles got about eighteen and four or seventeen, and I think Christie's got at least ten. So you know, I mean, you're if you're thirty-five, yeah, I suppose, anyway, yeah, you know, yeah, so you're enough, cer- yep. certainly not far away. But from, from, I, I, I mentioned earlier on when we were discussing him, that's the the thing I think he's still got to add um, to his game. He's got to add that through ball for for the strikers, you know. You know, a lot. I've seen a lot of Morelos's goals, and it seems to be either Tavernier bending that ball in Morelos, or it's uh, Candias, you know, doing it. Ryan Christie, I think, as I say, draws players to him, and I think that that creates space for other players to understand that. But in terms of his final through ball, his final delivery, assists, scoring goals, I still think he's got a lot to, to, to develop there. And yeah, he is still young, and don't get me wrong, and he's still a talent. But I, I think when you start to talk about it in terms of getting close to ten million, to me, I think that that's heavy for for a. I know, think they get it all day long, Jim. Just because the market does so, you, you might, you might be right, you look at guys I still like, think it's heavy. I, I, 
I'm not saying he's as good as, but you look at some of them, uh, was it Jordan Ive and different ones that have gone yeah. for 17, 18, 19, yeah. 20 million. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think in terms of our country and our market, mm. it sounds a lot of money. Yes. But when you've played for Liverpool mm. and you're coming yeah. through, mm-hmm. I think a club down south would, would give you. Eight, nine, ten, eleven well, million. Talking about Fulham, wasn't there? And you know, obviously, they're going to look as if they get relegated in the championship. But uh, again, listen, a championship to pay ten million pounds isn't that that no. uh, you know, uh, no. d- difficult well, for him. Martin Leghorn, didn't he? To Derby, nine million. So yeah, I understand. Patrick Roberts was ten million. Yeah, five years ago, so Mark, explain a bit more then, because you've 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 said you know you thought he would be one of the most important pieces of business. Then you read that stat about the. The Celtic trio is—is is that enough in itself to to put you off, Ryan Kent? It obviously, it's not just Kent on his own because Candice and Arfield are involved in the start as well. But I think for the amount of money that Liverpool's going to be looking for, is they really what we need? We need—I think we need somebody that's going to actually come in and affect the team and the games much more. He is good; he's the most exciting player we've got. But I think it says more about the rest of the team than it does Ryan Kent. I think for Rangers, you know, I think that's out the ballpark. And, and personally, as much as I see, I like him, and I think he's, you know, well, Candace is, you know, starts a bit, but there's something I like better about Kent compared to Candace. But uh, I think for Rangers, yeah, I don't think they've got that kind of money to to, to splash out on a, on a single player. You only get that kind of money if you're if you're in the Champions League a couple of times, as has happened with Celtic recently. And if you have got that kind of money collectively in a pot. There's other areas of the teams that Rangers will need to address, particularly when they've signed Jordan Jones and if they keep Candace. So, I mean, it's a lot, an awful lot of money. It, it wouldn't make sense for me to spend that money on, on one player considering the rebuilding job it's required. What does that mean then, Jim Duffy, that Rangers now realise that they have to find someone to take Ryan Kent's place next season? Or is, is Jordan Jones already that guy? Is, is, is that the point of that signing? Well, again, is Jordan Jones good enough? He's done well for, for Northern Ireland. Neil Lennon alluded to it and made a kind of uh, reference to it the other night there saying that uh, you know he's signed for Rangers. And, and again, he's he's another player with potential. Again, he has to add consistency. There's no doubt he's got, he's got pace. Um, he's direct. He's a, a similar style to Ryan Kent. But again, he's got, he's got to be a bit more consistent. He's got to end, again, end product is going to be vital. Is it, does he score a lot of goals? No, not really. Um, will, he, will he get more opportunities behind it to score goals? Probably. But he's got to add that, as, as Mark has said. But not just him. I, I think that Rangers, I mean, they've got a number of players on loan. Um, a lot, like Ryan Kent, a lot of those other players might get back. Uh, you know, Stephen Gerrard's suggested that he wants kind of marquee signings. He's looking for quality rather than quantity. And as Mark said there, if you've got seven or eight million in the bank, if you have that, I don't think Rangers can afford to put it all on one player. Even if he is a good player, and even if he wants to sign there, I think that when when all those other players go back and they look to maybe trim the squad, I think they're going to have to use those those mm. uh, that that money a, a bit more wisely. Uh, Mark, is is that the way you see it? Is Jordan Jones good enough to come in and take Ryan Kent's place next season? To be honest, I've not seen enough of Jones. The most I've seen, he's only, the only time I've seen him play is against Rangers or. For Northern Ireland the other night But I thought he looked fairly good For Northern Ireland And I think he's probably Got more of the end product Than Ryan Kent does Yeah well again it's, it's, uh, That's the thing you've got, to, you've got to see him On a regular basis And again You've got to be able to Handle playing for Rangers That's another thing mm-hmm. There's a lot of good players You know Kamara came in And obviously He had a poor game last But but generally speaking He's done well Since he came in That's the reason why Stephen Davis isn't playing so much Because Kamara's been a uh, a bit of a, a surprise uh, You know I think a lot of people thought okay, He'll just be a, a backup player But he's came in He's been able to handle occasions For most of the time And done pretty well So Jordan Jones has got to come from 
you know, getting the plaudits at Kilmarnock But when you go and play for Rangers And you're in front of 50,000 people And you're expected to win And the spotlight's on you 24-7 You've got to be able to deal with that So it's not just ability It's that mental toughness And we're, we'll have to find that out about Jordan Jones But he seems a confident lad He's got a little bit about mm-hmm. him he's, he's got a wee bit of swagger about him But you've got to be able to do that Particularly if you don't have a good game Or if you've a few mistakes Or you've a bad game how do you still Do you keep looking for the ball Do you keep being positive All those sort of things I think we still have to find out I mean Paul Robertson's on Twitter He says My thoughts is that Rangers Signed Jordan Jones Knowing that they couldn't afford Kent We have Middleton Murphy Jones Gresda Who I yeah. think was probably left out yeah. When we mentioned it a minute ago. How many more wingers on the left Do we need Says Paul on Twitter Right look If If you're fortunate enough To be able You know through Stephen Gerrard's contacts And different things A relationship with the club To get somebody like Ryan Kent If you get him for a year A full season then you're grateful If you can get him beyond that It's a major bonus So there comes a point where uh, Liverpool think he's outgrown it Or they want to sell him And then that's in, You know it Inevitably ends out of Rangers reach That's what happens So that, that's not to be critical That's where the loan system works Whether it be for, for Celtic as well And for Rangers And if you get these guys for 12 months You make the most of it You can't even moan about it when they go It's about finding a replacement And out of that Lot that you mentioned I hope that Jamie Murphy uh, Comes back well and, and fit Because he's certainly an asset Gresda, no, for me it's just not worked at all and can't see it working. And Jordan Jones, as Jim mentioned there about the mentality, from what I know of Jordan Jones, I think he's got the mentality to go and handle it, but what he has to put into his game is better consistency and better decision making when he's mm. in possession. All right, thank you, Mark in Port Glasgow. Get the calls in on 0141 951 1025. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Let's check in with Charlie, who's a Rangers fan on the line. Hi, Charlie. Hi Gordon Hello, what's your point tonight? It's uh, Gordon Ryan Kent um, When I watch him at Brooks, He's a good uh, showman with the ball He gets the ball and he's uh, like, uh, He can beat two or three men But uh, some like uh, Jim says when he, he, doesn't know what, he doesn't know what he did with the ball After, after he beats the two or three men uh, He seems to not go anywhere with it and uh, as far as I'm concerned, um, I think they just need to let him back where he, where he came from because gee, at the end of the day, what have we won? We've we'll not won nothing. Where I can't be in there, right? You're going to go and pay, uh, which all the day anyway, £7 million for a player that we have, is in a team that we have not won nothing. So what's the use of doing that? The thing is, what we need to do again, what we've been doing the last two or three seasons, is we we generally accept that the players we attract to this league aren't the the, the oh. finished article which is fine but if if you're a rangers yeah. you probably don't 
you don't spend that much then on somebody who you consider no. a sort of work in progress. That that's no, the bottom line. No, we we never get the finish. If he's a finished article, he's playing for Liverpool, and they don't let him come up here. So you know he's a long way off. He is only I don't what is he twenty one, Gordon? I think he's 21, 22 21, and I think so that's the reason well, you, why you can't see him getting into Liverpool at that age. No, no but, but there's, there's actually going to be improvements needed in his game. That's why you know he's come up here and he'll get forty odd first team games under his belt, and they hope that he improves that he can add something to Rangers and then let. Fattens him up for Liverpool to go and move him on, or, or maybe be part of their squad the following season, whatever way. So, look, I think you know if, if Liverpool are planning to sell him, and I think he, he will go for for the region, the money that's been mentioned, then we we can here and now rule him out being a part of Rangers next season. It's just yet another reminder, really, of the different market that we exist in, because at the moment we still consider that as a, a lot of money. If Rangers are going to spend eight to ten million quid, they're going to hope he's the best player they've had. You know, for goodness knows how long. Whereas down there, it doesn't even need to be that. It can be a squad player. They'll spend that in squad players. No, I mean we we know that, that that's the reality of it. But the one the one thing I will say defend uh, a little bit of Ryan, Ryan Kenton is as I mentioned, you know, assist and final ball. I was watching England the other night there, and the ball went wide. You know, we're talking about Hudson uh, Doyle, yeah. and uh, you know the, the the kind of younger players and stuff like that, and bringing them into England. See when the ball went wide with your Sterling and Hudson Doyle, they had four and five players in the box. All the time, yeah. and I, I was actually I was looking at it. and I'm thinking to myself because obviously I'm comparing with Scotland, not the quality, but just in terms of bodies in the box. I mean, the likes of Ross Bartley in the box and Harry Kane in the box and Daly Alley in the box and so many players in the box. And I'm thinking to myself, that's brilliant. If you're a winger, you've not just got one player. And I often feel when I watch Rangers, if the if the wingers gets it and he looks up and he doesn't see Morelos, who else does he see? Because Candice isn't making those runs in. Scott Arfield hasn't maybe done as much. There's not really any other midfield player that gets beyond the strikers. So it's difficult. If you're a winger and you look up and there's maybe two or three players around Morelis, it's very difficult to pick out. So I think that, you know, that's... A, you know, and the boy might be ready to d- deliver a ball and think, well, who am I going to cross it to? No one. So he takes an extra touch, tries to beat someone else and then maybe the ball gets played back. So I do feel a little bit of sympathy for him because I don't think Rangers flood the box enough. But nevertheless, I still believe, a little bit like Charlie, the needs... Two or three Maybe three or four other players uh, uh, You know To come in And give them a little bit more creativity And a little bit more goal threat And to do that Then they, they, you know, I don't think they can spend that to money And there's a unique challenge That comes with playing for Celtic or Rangers Mark Not even the mentality side of things That Jim spoke about in yourself You know talking about c- Can you handle it But even just on a On a, a basic football level Where you go into every game Having all of the ball most of the ball mm-hmm. And your sole job Is to break teams down I mean look at just Go over the other side Of the city James Forrest Somehow still divides Opinion amongst the Celtic fans Despite yeah. everything He's achieved Because it's almost like You need to beat your man Every time You need to get to the Byline every time And yeah. you need to provide An end product So <laughs> it's not easy No not not for a while but, And I think as well um, When you're homegrown I think for some time It makes you more of a target Than mm. if you've been assigning Which is unfortunate That sometimes appears to be The mentality of a supporter um, But yeah For You know For Rangers That they are on the front foot Often Jordan Jones Will find that Different he'll, he'll certainly have more possession If he's playing for Rangers I think he's good You know obviously He plays on the left hand side But his right foot's His strongest foot Cuts inside um, All the time So I, I think he's got the potential um, Look to get him for nothing's a no brainer and I think he can go on to become a, a really special player for Rangers. Thank you to Charlie on the line. So one four one nine five one one zero two five on Twitter at Clyde SSB. It never fails to amaze me the reach 
you know, every now and then you hear from somewhere that you just think, how many earth did that happen? Woodland Windows has tweeted in, all the best luck, Lee Griffiths, following the hoops from a very sunny Somalia. There we go I don't think we've ever had one of those before Let's have a great fair and honest game on Sunday We'll be watching with good friends On both sides of the community Well done from Somalia 01419511025 Early injury news coming out Borna Barisic looks like he will miss out For Rangers Tom Rogic Would you throw him straight back in After being out for so long? You tell us Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are here with me, Gordon Duncan. Only an hour to go until kick-off in the big one in Perth, St Johnston, St Mirren. Let's hear from you buddies, fans out there. Big game tonight, what are your thoughts heading into it? Is this the night you try and kick-start that survival push? 0141-951-1025. We are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. I asked you just before the break, Celtic fans, would you throw Tom Rogic in? We've not seen him for quite some time. He's back in training, he's in contention. There have been accusations, rightly or wrongly, that Celtic have been lacking creativity. So, do you throw him back in? And on the other side, Barisic injured. Is that a real concern? Andy Halliday played the last game. You tell us. Let's speak to John and Coatbridge. Hi, John. Hi, guys. Hi, Gordon. Hi, John. I'll tell you what, you're almost getting cut off again because the line's very unclear. Yeah. Somebody was getting a belated 21st. Somebody, yep. Somebody was getting a 21st birthday. Um, yep. We'll get John back on in just a second. We'll try and clear that line up. Uh, you got early thoughts on Tom Rogic? Yeah, I, I think that uh, you know. Again, listen. You know, when the, when the, when players come in now, it's different. They used to need a two and three reserve games and all this kind of stuff. But now they generally work with the sports scientists, and when they get to about a certain, you know, from from the testing, um, then they'll they, they'll say, "Well, oh, he's fit enough to go and compete." Tom Rogic is normally seventy minutes. You know, mm-hmm. you know, he's one of these guys you always see in the seventy minutes. Then the sub comes up, you think Tom Rogic is coming off. So can he play seventy minutes? Probably. You know, and again, if uh, Neil Lennon thinks, yeah, we could do with that a little bit of creativity, you know, the, the you know the kind of two in the middle of the pitch with uh, Brown and probably McGregor, and then maybe Rogic ahead of him with Christian not being available, yeah, I would say why not? He is a very creative player. He is a big game player. You know, he's turned up in the big games. And, uh, you know, he can add that little bit of extra quality in the, in the final third. There's no question about that. So, yeah, for me, if, if the, the, the fitness, if the staff think that he's mm-hmm. good enough, then... You would only be looking at him for say seventy minutes, yeah. maybe, I mean, maybe even slightly less. Let's get the thoughts of John. Uh, John, someday was at twenty-one at the weekend. Happy birthday to whoever Aye, it was. But I was just, I was, I was on in Monday, Gordon, and I got cut after. It was my phone. Uh, it was my daughter's twenty-first. I was on in right. Monday, just to get a belated twenty-first. I was having a wee party weekend for. No, I was, just, I was come on and asked if uh, would you call it? Do you think? I don't think it would be a gamble to play Rogic, and because as sometimes. If you say he only plays 60, 70 minutes anyway, guys, you know what I mean? So I think Celtic are missing the creative with him. Is that the case, Mark Guidi? I mean, is it, does it change? Does the, 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 the likelihood of Tom Rogic playing change because of this notion that Celtic have apparently been lacking creativity in the last couple of games? Does it yeah, change? I, I think he's a special player f- for the team. I don't think it's been that bad where they would just, you know, throw him back in, albeit his fitness, you know, general fitness to get an hour and wouldn't it be a problem. He's another guy that Neil Lennon signed and brought to the club, so there's a, there's a perfectly good relationship uh, there right away that he doesn't need to worry about. Um, but no, I think in terms of Tom Roberts going and starting the game, no, I don't think so. I don't think he will start, but I think he'll come off the bench. There's just not that ready-made... Replacement, if you like, then you know if you're doing the process of elimination, 
Who does play Then if you know If it's not Well yeah Morgan. Christie's still injured Isn't he mm-hmm. Is that right So you know, Forrest can move in there If they want Sinclair can move in there Buck can move in there They've got options I don't think there's a As you say A stick on Outstanding Number 10 in that role Anyone as good as Rogic But I think there's certainly Very good options To, to, to put into that role uh, I think John's done I don't know I was going to try And get him back on But he's oh, What a terrible phone Jesus line like... Craig wouldn't start Rogic Keep Brown and McGregor In the middle Every day of the week mm-hmm. Uh, can't wait till Sunday It's just There was a time Jim When Celtic had loads of options in there Even yeah. going back to Armstrong was well. one and yeah, yeah so It's it's not quite as, as Straightforward You're you're either looking at I mean For some of the smaller games You and Henderson played With no disrespect yeah. to him You just You couldn't mm-hmm. probably see it in, in, in a fixture of this size uh, No you can't But uh, you know he, he done well the boy I mean every time he came in He certainly didn't let Celtic down And you know Maybe it could release McGregor a little bit But I, I don't see that happening But you know Again uh, you know, you mentioned there, you know, there's certainly an embarrassment of Richie's in there with Christie and Rogic and, and Cham, and you think, well, who's going to play? But, uh, you know, whether it's... Um, I still think they'll, they'll have the two holding with Brown and McGregor, which is fine. So it's just a who, who plays ahead of him. I mean, you would you would imagine it'd be Forrest, Sinclair, probably Edward, and then you've got one to go. So I think, um, for me, if, if Rogic is fit, then, then why not? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think I, I, you could play Ollie Burke, you know, I mean, you could... Uh, play him up top or wide, and 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 just as Mark says, either either the other guys mm-hmm. off the front. Um, Edward has played off Dembele at times when Dembele played, so you could play Burke right up top with Edward mm-hmm. off him. So Celtic have still got good options in there. Um, but I think I think he gives you that creativity. His game intelligence is yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, he's, 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 he's he balanced his awareness exactly. Yeah. And, he, and, he, and he's great at threading those little passes. Aye. We're talking earlier on about about um, you know Ryan Kent and Jordan Jones, all these kind of goals. But and, and you said divided opinion about James Forrest, divided opinion about Scott Sinclair. Even though I think he scored eighteen goals this mm-hmm. year, he, he's he's maybe not getting at the full back and terrorising mm-hmm. them, but he's. He's kind of his instinct for being the right place at the right time is absolutely fantastic. And you know, when a, a fixture of this size comes around just after an international break, there's always that worry from fans. Hope they, hope so and so didn't get injured on international break. And it looks like most of the guys unscathed. Alfredo Morelos started for for Colombia, didn't he? He'll be on his way back. Everything looks sort of fine in that respect, apart from Borna Barisic, which. I mean, listen, if, if if you're without anyone, it's a blow because you would rather have them. But at the same time, Rangers being without Borna Barisic has been a bit of a recurring theme since he came here. He's never yeah. been able to string a run of games together. And, and yeah, I, I quite like him. I, I, I was impressed with him. Um, you know, I, I thought he brought something to Rangers, you know, a good traditional attacking fullback for the Scottish game, exactly what, what Rangers need. You don't really need to do a lot of defensive work in most of the games. Um, but yeah, you know, physically, he's maybe no way to stand up to it. But I still think he's got a big part to play. And. Uh, Listen, all things been equal for me. Lee Wallace is the best left back at the club, but that's not going to happen. But no, I think no, Barisic is, yeah. But I think Barisic is is your next one. But certainly Andy Halliday, um, you know, can can go in there. It, it could be it could be vulnerable in terms of if James Forrest is is on song. But one thing you know about Halliday that, that you'll get from it won't be phased. What's happened to Flanagan, Mark? Is Flanagan just completely out the picture? Aye, I, th- I mean, I think he, he was always strong on his right hand side. Yeah, but Duffer, defensively, he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's not bad as a left back. And I think uh, at Celtic Park, you would imagine. I think he's been exposed Cel- a few times. Cel- Celtic been on the front foot. I, I, again, I, you know, I mean, yeah, Howard, he might be the best option, but again, he's not He's not a defender. He's yeah. not a natural defender. Yeah. So, again, it's another test if he has to go in there. I suppose you just take confidence from the the last game, don't you? It's, it's, it's the one thing that Rangers have now. That they didn't have before And that's not to say that 
Because you've won before Means you can do it again But the longer that run had gone on You know if it gets to 14, 15, 16 games You say well, Where do we actually get the belief from That we can do it But they have that now Because the, the, the duck is You know the, the, the From the last game yeah. 13 yeah The first one Yeah absolutely And another thing Gordon I've no stop about, spoken about And it's something that we shouldn't let Go away Just because nothing's happened For two or three weeks Let's hope both sets of supporters behave themselves on Sunday. That it's it's all about the football that we're talking about. And um, listen, because we've not had anything, what has happened in in the past this season with different clubs and different supporters and players being assaulted and all the rest of it, we still have a problem in the Scottish game that needs to be addressed by the authorities and by the police, and if need be, by the government. Because I've said it before. And I'll say it again Gordon We could be in for two years of absolute madness In this part of the world And what we don't want to do is do nothing And pre- shut our eyes and pretend that everything's alright So the football authorities need to get something in order mm. So that you know there's, there's preventative measures there And don't wait for something to happen We're on Twitter Ken Barber says Wow Jim Duffy makes a good point I think it was dripping with sarcasm That It's hard yeah, to tell on Twitter though yeah, it's, it's not true He says exactly exactly right about Rangers wingers If they can't see Morelos unmarked What do they do? Stephen Gerrard needs to find a way of flooding forwards um, In the box James is in Bishop Briggs Hi James Oh James was on the line in Bishop Briggs. We'll get a lot of John's phone, has he? I know, honestly. What's happening? <laughs> phone James and Bishop Briggs back. Don't know if that was stage fright or stage fright or technical difficulties. Who knows? We've only got a couple of minutes as well to know. I'm going to have to try and squeeze James in before we play uh, beat the pundit. But we'll give him that stage fright. Gone. We blew it. James and Bishop <laughs> Briggs. Big moment. Pressure got to him. You, you've talked. You, you mentioned to his. Um, you had a discussion about the, the awards for this who did um, oh, last night who did, did Daz and Stephen uh, go for oh they were just throwing out all the names they wouldn't they wouldn't they wouldn't dive in on anyone the usual suspects Callum McGregor from Celtic Alfredo Morelos from Rangers would be yeah. the, the standouts they were yeah. the they were the main the only ones. ones for me the only stick on for me at the moment that I vote for, for the football writers and I know I won't change my mind on it is Lewis Ferguson for the young Scottish mm-hmm. player of the year for me he's a, he's a stick on uh, for that thoroughly deserved in terms of the manager of the year and the player of the year, um, I think that's very much uh, up for grabs. Up for grabs. I know you could say Stevie Clark. You, you know, I think if if, if Derek McInnes of Aberdeen are to win the Scottish Cup semi final, and I've got a sneaky for them to be honest, I think Derek McInnes would become the candidate probably uh, to beat. Steve Clark could still win it. Who's to say Brendan Rodgers can be counted out? And I know one or two of our media colleagues have mentioned Shelley Kerr, and why not? Why not Shelley Kerr as well? There we go Still plenty of time To get a bit more in depth In that debate Jim Duffy It was just a wee early one mm-hmm. Last night We thought we'd put the feelers out You got a yeah. Outside the box one for us Yeah I mean for me Craig Halkett At uh, like Livingston it. I think yeah. uh, he's been One of the most If not the most Consistent defender I felt he was very unfortunate Not to be In the Scotland squad I think he's a proper defender Heads it Tackles Does his job You know Can pass it simply He's decent on the He's got a good turn of pace I just think he's as consistent as anybody. I think I look at all the divisions and I think he's very, very consistent. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the pundit time, your chance to come on here, show off your footballing knowledge and win a signed ball. If it all goes to plan, you'll be up against Mark Guidi or Jim Duffy. So give us a call right now to enter 0141 951 1025. You really have to be quick because you only have until the news at 7 o'clock and then it's beat the pundit time. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here We're going to be checking in at McDermott Park For the Battle of the Saints A big game in the Premiership tonight And what about East Kilbride? Will we be seeing them in the SPFL anytime soon? They've taken another step towards it We'll take a look at their recent success a bit later on after this Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday just did a wee quick look Tough questions on Beat the Pundit tonight I, is, it, I think. Is, it, is it Ryan? Yeah is producer Ryan, Ryan is in charge like yeah, 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 yeah they are indeed uh, Let's see who's going to be playing then It's one of you two obviously up against Stephen from Cumbernauld How are you Stephen? Yeah I'm good thanks Good stuff for you In confident mood Been studying hard all day? Yeah, unfortunately not, no. Oh, right, OK. You could have just lied. I wasn't <laughs> that bored. That's fine. Give it a go. Quite right. OK, I'm going to toss the coin. Heads are up against uh, Mark Guidi and Tails, you will be up against Jim Duffy. I'm going to have to get Mark Guidi to give me a coin because I just lost mine. But there we go. Let's see how we get on. 20 pence as well. None but the best. Right. Heads, it's Mark. Tails, it's Jim. And it's Tails. Jim Duffy against Mark Guidi. So let me give Jim a bit of the old Clyde 2 in his ear hole and make sure he can't hear us. And we'll get your clock up and running. Stephen, 30 seconds. Head to head. You can pass. Here's your chance to beat the pundit Are you ready? Yep How many red cards has Bobby Madden handed out in Scotland this season? Six Atletico Madrid's Lucas Hernandez has signed for which German club? Bayern Munich Who does St Johnson face tonight? St Mirren Who's the, currently the top goal scorer in the English Premier League? Aguero Apart from being a footballer What did former Gretna striker Kenny Duker do as a job? And in what year did Pierre van Hooydonk sign for Celtic? 2007 Okay, let me bring Jim Duffy no back Jim, are you with us? No yep Right, same set of questions to you uh, It doesn't bode well when Stephen was going off the phone They're going, no idea No idea <laughs> But there we go I don't think you heard that, you ready? Right, yeah How many red cards has Bobby Madden handed out in Scotland this season? Four Atletico Madrid's Lucas Hernandez has signed for which German club? Bayern Munich Who does St Johnson face tonight? St Mirren Who's currently the top goal scorer in the English Premier League? Sergio Aguero. Apart from being a footballer, what did former Gretna striker Kenny Duker do as a job? Doctor, wouldn't he? In which year did Pierre van Hooydonk sign for Celtic? Ooh, 93. And with which team did Scott Allen begin his career? Uh, Hibs. Okay, Stephen, you've heard the competition. Are you still feeling a bit down about your efforts or do you think you've managed to... To produce something No I think I've got uh, No I think I've been think beat be a 1-0 victory I think mm, Let's go through How many <laughs> red cards Has Bobby Madden handed out In Scotland this season That's a tough question Who's going to know that right. On the nose at 7 But Stephen was close Not quite close enough So it's 0-0 nil, nil. <laughs> Lucas Hernandez has signed For Bayern Munich mm. So whether it was Total a guess, guess or not Yeah Total German guess. club You both got it 1-0 uh, You both knew that St Mirren faced St Johnson tonight 2-0 You both knew That Aguero Was the top scorer For the English Premier League um, I'll come back to this next one In what year did Pierre van Hooydonk sign for Celtic, Stephen? I feel like docking points Because you were miles out here You've gone 2007 yeah. uh, Jim went 93 no mm, It's 1995, January. It is 1995 uh, So it's still all level Which team did Scott Allen start his career at? It was Dundee United uh, Stephen didn't get that far So the deciding question Was Kenny Duker a painter? <laughs> Or a doctor Jim Duffy remembered it well yeah. Stephen I think you could tell Took a bit of a guess He was a doctor Not a painter yeah. And that means Jim Duffy Has pipped you by one hard line Stephen 
Sorry, Stephen. No worries. Good man. That was Stephen mm-hmm. in Cumbernauld Northern. Narrow defeat though. He can three right. He can hold his head high. I'm happy with that. Your chance mm-hmm. to beat the pundit will be back. Uh, tomorrow night at the same time Mark Wilson and Gordon DL will be here Give us a shout on the phones just now though 01419511025 To discuss whatever's on your mind uh, Twitter, we're at Clyde SSB Let's go to McDermott Park As earlier advertised and beat the pundit And speak to Andrew McLean Ahead of the Battle of the Saints The official return of domestic football Andrew it is indeed and it's take two for this one as well because these two were actually meant to play this fixture about a week and a half ago I was actually on my way up here to cover it for Super Scoreboard but it was called off because of the snow so it was a quick U-turn for me to another game but I'm finally getting to it tonight but it's good conditions here tonight so uh, it should be a good one and I, I reckon it will be a good one as well because St Mirren can lift themselves off the bottom of the table tonight a draw would put them above Dundee on goal difference a win would put them two points ahead and that would be a massive boost considering the fact they actually play Dundee this weekend as for St Johnson well they're still an outside chance for the top six but they'll need to improve their form if they want to get their one draw and eight losses from their last nine matches as for team news both sides lining up in a similar formation 5-3-1-1 it is for St Johnson Xander Clark in goal a back 5 of Richard Foster Jason Kerr Liam Gordon Joe Shaughnessy and Scott Tanzer the midfield 3 Ross Callahan, Murray Davidson and Liam Craig Matty Kennedy just off Chris Kane up top the subs Bell, Swanson, Comrie, O'Halloran, Goss, Watt and Northcutt as for St Mirren. Same formation for them, Vaclav, Kladke and goals as a back five of Paul McGinn, Jack Baird, Mihai Popescu, Matteo Muzak and Ethan Erohon. The midfield three, Cammy McPherson, Brad Lyons and Ryan Flynn with Kyle McAllister just off Simeon Jackson. The substitutes, Wilson, McKenzie, Ferdinand, Corbu, Dreyer, Cook and Nazon. The referee for this one tonight at McDermott Park is Stephen McLean. I mean, they're all big games between now and the end of the season, so... You know, and that's it. Kicks off tonight. St Mirren with their uh, survival hopes, and St Johnston with their hopes of trying to make the top six. Yeah, the, the incentive for St Mirren is to get off the bottom of the table. Um, it's St Mirren Dundee on Saturday, uh, which I'm going to. Looking forward to in Paisley, which will be a, a proper uh, basement uh, battle. But psychologically, a, a real chance for St Mirren tonight. And you know, I find something to get something, Gordon. I find something to get a point at McDermott tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a you know, it's one of those ones just about holding your nerve. Um, but St Johnson, you know, they had a terrible run, and then a fantastic run, and they're on a terrible run again. So you know, it's it's, it's one of those kind of seasons. You know, they, they, they don't have many draws. I don't think they just they just seem to to have a lot a lot of losses and a lot of wins. But um, yeah, it's a tricky one up at up at Perth tonight. Mm. So, but if if St Mirren have to be a little bit more positive than they were against Commander, they had a chance to go off the bottom of the league a couple of weeks ago, and they didn't take it. Commander scored late on one and one nil. So I think they have to have a little bit more belief tonight and have a go. And it's that stage of the season where you, you start almost looking at your rival results mm. almost as much as your own team. You've got Hamilton and Dundee fans all of a, all of a sudden become St Johnson fans for the evening. Uh, if you're a Motherwell or a Hibs fan, you're hoping that St Mirren can do you a wee favour because these have all got implications across the division. Yeah, I mean, I, I think probably Hamilton, Gordon, maybe four points away from, from securing their safety they might need six but I think four would probably be enough for them and St Mirren and, and Dundee will battle it out in terms of who goes straight down and who ends up in the playoff would you bet against it being a, a Tayside uh, playoff a, a derby that Jim knows well no if you offered me a free bet now I would go for a, a Dundee Dundee United playoff for the for the Premiership so you're saying that St Mirren would get relegated yes St Mirren straight down yeah. Mm. yeah I mean I just think it's, it's listen a very difficult one to call and we've said this before if the points differential is still the same come the, the split mm-hmm. that's the big deal because they mm. play each other 
and that's the that it's not I wouldn't say the beauty of it, but um, you know the 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 fact is you can yeah you have it in your own hands then basically yeah no one's really got detached this season have they you know no one no one we've seen that in the past I can't remember exact points but I feel as if Ross County were quite detached yeah last last season we don't have that this year and that's why it's it's going to be an incredible running even up until the split but particularly afterwards let's hear from Oren Kearney really look too far ahead yet it's more you know there's a big focus on when this game was rearranged for the Wednesday night so um, the big focus at the moment is is to make sure we get a, we get a big performance can be a huge catalyst for Saturday so um, it's so important that we take care of what's in front of our nose first and if that's the case then Saturday you know look after itself you know our destiny is in our hands at this point in time and it's it's about how we perform in our games is the most important thing. So having to wait an extra ten days or whatever to play this game, um, you know, it's not the end of the world. And um, and for us, you know, we're we're as ready now as we were ten days ago. So they're probably still within touching distance of the top six, and and would have still have big aspirations of doing that. So, um, you know, there it's it's definitely not a nothing game, and they're not coming along the line to just fulfilling a fixture towards the end of the season. You know, there's a huge incentive for them for wanting to finish um, sixth. So. So we know that they'll obviously have that in their plate. So it's important that, that, that we hit with the, the same enthusiasm. Uh, always says that the right thing. So it sounds pretty calm. You mm-hmm. never know if that's just he's good at hiding it. But you know, doesn't seem to be getting too uh, far ahead of himself or worrying about what might lie around the corner. No, he's got a calmness about him more than Kearney But uh, you know, ultimately, it's the manager can be calm <laughs> if he wants to be. But uh, it's the players that have got to be able to handle the challenge. And as I said, and so far, St. Man haven't been able to do that. That's the reason why they're still bottom, and it's you know it's coming towards the end of March. So they have to get a couple of results back to back. If they can manage to get something tonight and then Dundee at the weekend, then that could go a long way uh, because confidence can was flowing through the veins. But if they lose tonight, then Saturday becomes you know imperative as far as uh, St. Man are concerned. Yep, should be an absolute cracker. Make sure you join us on Saturday for that, amongst other games as well. 0141-951-1025. Uh, let's speak to Craig in Cumbernauld. Hi, Craig. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Jim. Mark. Hi, Craig. Yeah. Hi, Craig. Um, I, I've got a couple of points I wanted to make tonight. Um, I was actually on the phone, but I heard a couple of things that were said that, you know, uh, one of the points I wanted to make was about the Ryan Kent situation. I think, um, you know, I, I don't think we just can afford to go and spend seven, eight million pounds on one player, particularly given in the summer, I think. They're probably going to need to um, bring in a couple of players, uh, especially knowing that Alfredo Morelos is more than likely going to be out the door. They, you know, although we'll still have Defoe and Lafferty, they're still going to need to bring somebody else in in that position as well. So, and I think a defender or two when they go miss. So, I don't think there's any way they can afford that kind of money. But I think you know Stephen Gerrard still does have contacts at Liverpool. He's still, you know, I, I reckon he could maybe pull a couple of strings and get him back in loan again because um, I'm not sure how much the Ari Liverpool are going to be in to bring him back or to sell him on immediately um, and obviously we know that Gerard's got a fairly decent relationship with the Klopp as well which is why we've managed to get so many players in loan for Liverpool so I think in that respect that's certainly possible um, I also think as far as the old Firm game goes and on Sunday, you know, I heard a couple of Celtic fans earlier saying that they thought that it was going to be a, you know, a doing for Rangers. Um, and, you know, I'm not really seeing where the evidence for that lies because there's there's, there's a few major differences going into this old firm game compared to getting into the last one. You know, Rangers were 13 unbeaten going into the last old firm game. They're not anymore. Um, Steven Gerrard has not been 13 games unbeaten against 
Celtic. He was one unbeaten, then he won. And it wasn't Neil Lennon Celtic either that Rangers were unbeaten against. You know, it's a different man in the dugout and it's still a hard game. But I don't see why Rangers can't get something for that game. I know they'll be written off because that tends to be the case um, for any team going to Celtic Park. But I think there is a chance Rangers get something for that game. Um, Particularly given that, you know, Aberdeen were able to go there and grind out a nil-nil draw. It needs to be a victory, Craig, doesn't it, really? You know, so I, I know you're saying get get something. And I can agree. I, I'm edging towards a draw at the moment. Wait to see the lineups, but you know, if it's to be real, if it's to be proper, if it's to throw an element of doubt into the title race, this is a game that Rangers must win. They've had a lot of you know big games where they've not produced the goods. You know, games that they should be winning, and that's why there's a ten point gap because they've let themselves down uh, too often against teams that should have been taken care of. But Sunday is a chance for them. To throw an element of doubt And to put a seed of doubt In Celtic's mind and, and also give themselves A right good chance So listen As I say If they're to show that they're, they're worthy of the jersey Worthy of being at the club Etc etc Then Sunday's the time To go and do it I would agree with that I think it, That need to be a win Realistically Because obviously I think if, if Rangers Fail to win Anything but a win I think all, You know Ends the 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 um, Ends the league title You know I think Celtic will Have sort of clinched Pretty much um, After that I know there's a 10 point gap Just now But if Rangers can win that And go 7 points behind Celtic You go on a run And then The next time you're playing them Is at Ibrox So there's a chance then To at least put a bit of pressure on them yeah, So I yeah, think absolutely. it has to be a win um, But I just think when People talk about it And, and when I heard The ones earlier talking about Hamlin There's absolutely no evidence To suggest that's going to happen Celtic Struggled their way past Dundee with a last minute Edward goal. They get a last minute Edward goal against Hearts. Other than the Hibs game, I've not been overly convinced yeah. watching Celtic under Neil Wenning. Yeah, but but the thing is, Craig, they're, they're still winning, and as much as I can see your point in the evidence, you agree, but there's absolutely no evidence to suggest that Rangers can go and win the game either um, no. on Sunday. But what, what the difference has been. Um, for Celtic and I think the goal that Edward scored at Tynecastle in Neil Lennon's very first game is a real pivotal moment in the season is that they've managed to go right to the to the final whistle right to stoppage time and that's why they're that's why they're 10 points clear and that's why they're you could almost say that you know they're, they're very much cruising towards eight in a row yeah, I mean I, I just think that um, you know Rangers fans and first and foremost will look for you know the tighter performance to go to Ibrox the, the last game against Celtic Park Rangers never Come out the traps. They just sat back and, and allowed Celtic to dominate the game. Whereas at Ibrox, they come right after Celtic, you know, and really went for them, pressed them high, took risks, but it paid off because they, they had Celtic on the back foot and, you know, they capitalised on that with a victory. And I think sometimes, you know, when teams go to Celtic Park, even teams like Rangers, um, you know, there, there's there's like an, an element of it. Listen, let's just maybe sit back a little bit, see if we can get through the first period of the game. Uh, and I think if you do that, then it allows Celtic to get into a rhythm. So there, there is a, a challenge at Celtic Park. There is a different challenge because the record at Celtic Park, as I said, is, is exceptional. So, yeah, listen, all for matches, we always say that there, there, of course there can be surprises. There can be people say about the form, but I still think that on form, current form, although Celtic are not playing brilliant, they've got that toughness and mentality to get these wins mm. and I think Rangers haven't quite got that in the last few weeks and I, that's the reason why I, I still see Celtic winning the game I just think they've got, still got a little bit more firepower 
And a little bit more know-how to win this type of game Okay, thanks to Craig and Cumbernauld It's 01419511025 to join him uh, East Kilbride have wrapped up the Lowland League title So, will we eventually be seeing them in the SPFL next season? We're going to be speaking to manager Stuart Malcolm Coming up next And also, a full-time teaser Do you want me to be completely honest My thinking process for tonight's full-time teaser mm-hmm. Roger Hanna wasn't in this week he always gets the most difficult questions yeah. So you two are getting Roger Hanna's question That he would have got last oh, night thank, okay. Thanks for that Gordon Good. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy here with me Gordon Duncan Here's something we don't usually get I wonder if there's any East Kilbride fans out there Who want to join us on the phone Because listen It's party time You won the league Could this be the season You eventually break your way into the SPFL We're about to speak to Stuart Malcolm Your gaffer So if you have any thoughts Get them in on the phones uh, But Mark and Jim will be raging And I don't want to anger these two So I need to set up the question first Before we do that This is a stinker I make no apologies for it This right, is on. an absolute Thanks, stinker Right Since 2000 11 men have managed in either the top flight in Scotland or England And their full names begin and end with the same letter I'm going to stick my neck out here and say there is one you will not get in a million years You might get some of those so 11 men have managed in either the top flight in England or Scotland And sorry, what's the last part? Their first name what? Their full name begins and ends with the same letter So the first letter of their first name and the last letter of their last name so are like, the same like Nigel Robertson yeah, this, that I, I, if that was a real right. manager, that would be one. Right, okay, right, okay, yeah. All right, I'll give you some thinking time right, because Stuart Malcolm. Uh, yeah, I think you will. Stuart Malcolm joins us on the phone. The East Kilbride manager, Stuart. How are you? I'm fine, question. thank you. Are you all? A daft question, perhaps. Are you still uh, on cloud nine after last night? Absolutely delighted. Yeah, it's um, obviously through the weekend. We have to get up and go to our work. A lot of the guys um, on a Wednesday, so um, you know it's probably a, a wee bit uh, subdued. Delight to get the job done, but. Because it's through the week, uh, guys are guys are thinking about getting up and going to their work the next game day. So hopefully, um, it's when Saturday comes around, we'll really enjoy a little bit more. I was going to say when we're trying to arrange the phone call, you've been on trains, planes, and automobiles coming back up the road. So you, you've clearly not had a lot of time uh, to celebrate. But it was a victory on the night. The Lowland League title is now in the bag. Just sum up how much that means to you, the players, and to everyone connected at the club. Massive! It's absolutely huge. Uh, the club's set up. Um, they, they want to they want to progress. They want to try and get to the next level, um, and by doing that, we have to we have to be competing and, and uh, trying to win leagues. So uh, we managed to do that. We've, we've done it earlier than probably what we, we expected, um, and we can we can try and get ourselves prepared to what's coming with the, with the playoffs. Yeah, does it still get nervous because, you, like you say, you know you've had opportunities. You were going to get other opportunities if it didn't go to plan last night. Did you manage to stay relaxed about it or? Is there still that anxiousness to get it over the line? Um, I think it, I think probably now we're anxious to get it done because we want to, we want to be prepared. But we knew we had time. We had we'd built a cushion in over the the, the weeks coming up to that. We had built a cushion uh, in terms of points, so we knew we had time to, to get the job done. But we were glad we, we we got over the line quicker than probably we expected to. We knew we were going to be tough games to run in. We have we have Kelly twice in the last uh, the last three games in BSC once, so we knew it was going to be difficult, and it's never done till it's done. And even though we have built in a buffer there, it was never done until you know it's mathematically impossible. Yeah, and for anyone who doesn't know the format, so you're now going to face the winners of the Highland League, sort of Cove, Brora, Fraserburgh, they're the kind of teams 
up there involved uh, You play them in a playoff And then the winner of that Gets a crack at Whoever finishes bottom Of League 2 Whether that's Berwick Rangers Albion Rovers And that determines Whether you get to enter The SPFL for the first time Or whether you stay Where you are What does the next few weeks Look like then Are you going to try and watch As many of these teams as possible? Well, um, what we still got to do, we still got to prepare a team for for going into the playoffs. So we'll uh, we'll get people to watch the, the the teams that potentially we could be we could be uh, playing against in terms of the Highland League. Um, we'll have to look at that first. So I'll probably look at Brora and Cove, and then um, it's a case about their players to make sure they're peaking by the end of the season. Comes they're peaking to go into the playoffs. Mark Guidi, you think we planned this as an East Kilbride native? Um, yeah, yeah. What, what, what does this mean to the community? In a town of this of that size, there's no secret that the club wants to be an SPFL club. Yeah. Is there a, a, a groundswell of feeling that, that this could be the year and perhaps an excitement about what may lie ahead? Yeah, I certainly hope so. I mean, the the, the focus is is on Stuart Stephen, rightly so. But I mean, my my, uh, my youngest daughter plays in the what the under thirteens. Uh, the, the East Kilbride uh, set up the girls. I know the amount of work that goes on from. From James Keane and Paul Keane and, and, and all the way through So it's a great setup. It's nice to see them being rewarded It's the old saying that, that there's a buzz I mean I think there's a real feeling uh, For East Kilbride what they're trying to do I think there's the possibility of a new stadium as well A couple of years down the line And um, you know one thing and, and Stuart will know and credit to him And his players People just think Ah it's only the Lowland League and You know Good quality In there you know, It's a quality It's not, it's not uh, an easy one uh, to go and do You know teams are spending a, a few quid to try and Make it happen So good on them I wish them all the best I think it'll be Cove Rangers They'll get in the playoff And um, I hope they make it up Because you know I think East Kilbride Would, would certainly benefit From being in the, pre- the League 2 setup. Yeah congratulations Stuart um, It's uh, terrific to, to, to win your league And give yourself that chance Now in the playoff But how do you approach it now Stuart Because Do you, do you just focus completely On the Highland League now And just look at you know the, the the kind of obviously where it's cove or whatever, and you just kind of put all your mind on that because you can't really look beyond that, can you? To to you get those games out of the way, and as as still in football terms, it's still quite a, quite a few weeks away, isn't it? That's right, five five weeks as Jim. Um, so and you know we can only we can only look at the, the first set of games. We've, mm-hmm. we've got to still prepare and keep people. Uh, you know, training hard and, mm-hmm. and ticking over and getting game time from uh, from these next uh, three. We've got three league games and a, and a, and a cup game, um, and then we're into the into the playoffs. So we've got to make sure that everybody's peaking for again for the for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we can't get above our station. We can only look at the teams that we we, we know we're going to be playing against. Really, so that's like Cove, probably more likely. Mm-hmm. But we have to kind of consider Broad as well, just in case mm-hmm. something happens at the end. So. That'll be the two we'll focus on um, uh, right now. Uh, and how, how do you keep no that competitive edge? You know, the next few few weeks because you know yourself, <laughs> with the best one in the world. Once your title's done, it's done. You know, and we've seen many, many times at all levels when when you've won that title, it's hard to keep your foot down, accelerator, isn't it? Because you know you've, you've achieved what you set out to do, but you've got another challenge ahead of you, and it's keeping that competitive edge. No, that's right, and we, we, we'll keep it. We'll keep it fresh in terms of um, the guys that. Needing game time to try and get them involved and, and make sure that everybody's getting uh, getting fit and ready for the playoffs. But we have to, you know yourself, subconsciously they'll probably down tools a little bit. Not not that they'll be meaning it, just because the work's done in terms of the league. But the bigger picture is to try and get to the to the final. To give ourselves a chance to get up to the league too. So everybody knows. That's what I'll be. We're driving home every week, um, and, and my job is to make sure they're peaking by the end of the season. 
they have to get back to the standard that they played on Tuesday night to make sure they're ready to go into the playoff games. Great luck. stuff, sure, Malcolm. Thank you for joining us. Congratulations once again. We'll let you get off. I'm sure you're a busy thank man. Thank you very much. Good Bye. man. That was Stuart Malcolm, the East Kilbride manager, mm-hmm. uh, dreaming again of uh, perhaps progressing to the SPFL. A bit of work to be done before then, but we'll certainly be watching that one with interest because, it, um, you know, the, the the pyramid system was something that. For some people, you know, some of the Highland League teams not I'm not gonna say not bothered, but quite happy if that you know, to stay in their Highland League setup. Um but many people felt we needed the pyramid, that access to and from uh, League Two and it's it adds that extra layer of excitement for teams down. Yeah, in I that mean area. I think you must leave room for ambition. You know, uh, we're talking earlier on about, And Matt was talking earlier on about uh, James Keane, Paul Keane, the, the the community of East Kilbride. You know, if they've got a, an ambitious desire to get into the football league, well, there's got to be an avenue where they can they can do that. There's got to be a platform for them to do that. You can't stifle ambition. You can't just stay with tradition all the time and say, "Oh, well, they've been in there for just leave them there." Years, yeah. leave them there. You know, there, there are teams, and you know, obviously in recent recent years, Edinburgh's come into the league and uh, you know done well. You know, obviously Spartans who who um, you know East Kilbride beat there. They, they've they've had the real ambition, been very unlucky a couple of times when not to get in, but a really good setup um, through in Edinburgh as well. So you know, I think you have to leave leave that uh, space and and uh, you know for for ambitious clubs and East Kilbride are certainly one of them. So are Cove. So listen, they'll they'll be a tough test for whoever they play. But Albion Rovers had a wee resurgence. They got a wee break with a couple of extra points. But since then, the last couple of weeks, Kevin Harper and, and Big Joe McLaughlin they've done brilliant mm-hmm. to get themselves into a chance of getting off the bottom of the league. And if they do, they'll have that momentum. So listen, it's you know we, we're talking about the old firm match this week. We're talking about St Mirren a relegation battle. But for clubs like, like Albion Rovers or clubs like Cove and East Kilbride, you know, the end of the season is going to be absolutely dramatic. Great stuff. That was uh, the East Kilbride manager joining us on the phone. We're going to speak to Gary and the Gorbals in just a second. Let me check in with tonight's question. Fulltime at Clyde1.com. That's the address you need if you want to contribute a question. Since 2011, men have been either top flight Scottish or English football manager that have had a full name that begins and ends with the same letter Have you got any? Yeah Go for it well, I've, I've got six. Oh my goodness well, I, I've, I've got two But I don't, I don't know if one, one can be contentious Because I've got Neil Lennon But it could be Cornelius Lennon Oh no you're fine I'm giving you Neil Lennon You're alright <laughs> So he might be Cornelius No I don't you're know fine If his name's Cornelius And the other one I'm not sure if he managed in England Because I can't remember But Tommy Wright that. Yeah, well, they managed up here, so that's fine. Yes, but I thought I thought he had to be. Oh no, no, both, either or. No, no. Neil Lennon was no. Tommy Wright's one. That's all right, fine. okay. So it's Tommy Wright. All right, so, so it's right. English or Scottish. Right. Mark, okay, we, they Mark. just give us a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, I'll, I'll, I'll pluck one out of the bag. A, a belter. I think it's maybe going back mm-hmm. to the earliest one. Right, Ivano Benetti. Yes, great shout. <laughs> Jim Duffy knows that one as well. And I'll go for well, go, well, we'll, we'll take it to one of the most recent. Um, Neil McCann Yes, Neil McCann That's a good start Remember you can play along with us on Twitter Since 2011 men have managed in either the top flight of Scottish or English football And their full name begins and ends with the same letter So Ivano Bonetti Neil Lennon Neil McCann And Tommy Wright You get the gist by now Let's speak to Gary and the Gorbals Hi Gary How you doing Gordon? Not too bad uh, Evening guys uh, Basically a couple of points um, About the, the game on Sunday um, I think First of all I think we're, we're, I'm really confident Celtic fan um, I think if we get an early goal On Sunday I think Rangers heads will go down And it could be Much like last season I think it could be A 4 or 5 nil shot um, I definitely play, play Rogic I have no doubt about that So whether I play Forrest or Burke 
out wide um, and obviously Edward up front. Uh, do you think do you guys think that Edward? Um, sorry, do you think that Burke or Edward will go up front? Who wants to take that first? Uh, I think Edward will, will, will start up front. I think he'll be the, the number nine. Um, I think there'll certainly be a place for for Ollie Burke and uh, one of the wide. Um, areas I you know, I think I think it'll have Edward and Buck um in the team. Uh, Gary, I I, you know, I think Buck's pace um you know could cause all sorts of problems. Um so I I think he finds a way for the tournament in the starting lineup. Yeah, I mean I I think that um Rogic might make a surprise. Yeah. I think he might because I think he's such a terrific player and I think he just brings so much to to Celtic in uh, in, in terms of that, that link up and I think Edward will play because if you look at the the kind of big moments that Neil Lennon, um, you know, has needed, you know, that last minute uh, one against Hearts, the last minute winner against uh, Dundee, even though I was up at Dundee and I didn't think Edward played particularly well, mm-hmm. but he just was in the right place again at the right time. And I think in these type of games, um, you know, uh, I think I'd be amazed if he was left out. But like Matt said, he could could play Burke, but I, I think Burke will probably on the bench. Does having been there and done it in the fixture, does that does that still count? Or is that something we give sort of false emphasis to? Edward's obviously scored a couple in the fixture in the past. Yeah, I mean, I, for me, I think Edward's a stick-on to start the game. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. He will be uh, the number nine. If you're talking about maybe in terms of Rogic, you know, his big game experience, his big game intelligence, yeah, I think that counts in his favour. Against the the lack of game time and coming back from injury, but if Neil Lennon wanted to, he'd absolutely have, have no qualms about throwing Tom Rodgers into the starting lineup. What do you think, Gary? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you, you know, you've got to go with a striker up front in these games, and and I think Edwards obviously got the experience and the goals before, and um, that Burke doesn't have. But I'd, I'd possibly play Burke in maybe James Forrest's position with, with him. Obviously, been away for Scotland, playing a lot of games, and he's not really been. Um, and and the kind of form that it was uh, near the start of the season, um, but I think looking looking ahead even to to next season and, and the next couple of seasons, who's going to take over at the end of the season? I'm, I'm a massive Newcastle fan as well, and I think that you know Rafa Benitez has been slashed; these odds have been slashed to take over at Celtic Park. Um, I just I don't see why Rafa would would come to Celtic when he's already. Got um, kind of, you know, trouble in the transfer market with Mike Ashley. So why would they come up and and get even less money than he's already getting? Well, there might be less money for him, but in 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 comparative terms, if he goes to Celtic, you know, we'll have a healthy budget in Scottish football to compete to win a title. He's got no chance of doing that at Livingston because everyone knows Mike Ashley is not going to put that type of money in. Newcastle, don't know what Livingston for. Where, 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 where they get from? I don't know. No, I'm thinking about uh, think managers. Thinking of mani- I'm thinking of managers. I'm thinking of managers. managing my head there. But, um, you know, from, from Newcastle, and I think that that's something that obviously has frustrated Rafa Benitez. You know, I think that uh, if you look at the the spenders in, in, you know, in, in England, uh, Newcastle, I think, had their highest uh, spend there. Was it twenty five million or thirty million? Which mm. is relatively small in comparison to the other clubs. And I think that frustration might might mm. be a reason why eventually he moves on. Whether he would come to Scotland or not, I, I would highly, I would doubt it. Yeah, I mean, Mark Greedy, Gary's right. The odds have been slashed, but these things happen quite a lot, you know. And only St- takes a couple of bits. Stephen McGowan oh, yeah. was on the show last night. Someone called in and asked, you know, and. 
the the answer was that Rafa Benitez earned somewhere in the region of four million pounds a year mm-hmm. as the Newcastle manager. So yeah, of course Celtic are yeah. they got the nice compensation package for Brendan Rodgers, but you still can't see them giving their next manager four million pounds no, a year. Not a chance, and, and 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 nor should they. You know, the, the ceiling is the, the the forty a week, and even then, I think if if they could avoid that, they wouldn't want to do it. But that said, what what the carrot would be, I'm not saying I don't know if Rafa Benitez is is, is in the running. But if you're going to talk about names of that old guys that have been down south, like a Rafa Benitez or a Roberto Martinez or a David Moyes, if you're going to talk about names like that, then the carrot for them would be to come up and win silverware, have a crack at the Champions League, write your name into the history books of the club for the potential of maybe doing nine in a row, possibly ten in a row. There's a chance to be a different style of management because your Newcastle's a lot of the time on the back foot and defensively shaped so you're, you're entering into a different style of management with, with these kind of guys as well that they would welcome it's a chance to come up here for two years listen whoever the next manager of Celtic is whether it's Neil Lennon or anybody else for me this is a two year maximum job because if you don't win the league 9 and 10 you'll get the sack anyway mm-hmm. and if you do you will be absolutely gubbed <laughs> But no, you will. Yeah. I'm being serious with that. You will be absolutely intensity of You will be ready for a. You'll be ready for a rest for six months out. So it's a two year job for somebody, uh, one way or another. Um, and as much as I don't think it will be Benitez because of the points I've just made, I wouldn't rule guys like that out. Uh, final word to you on this one, Gary. Yeah, I think. Um, I, I mean, I'd love to see Rafa come up here and obviously win the next two league titles. That's what I was just going to say. You know, because it is a. A two-year project, basically. It's. I think most Celtic fans will be thinking mainly, right? Let's get the next two league titles in the bag. Forget if progression in Europe. Forget any of the, the other cups. You know, just make sure we get the next two. I don't. I don't actually have a clue who should get the job because out of the list, the, the top ten list, I, I don't fancy any of them. If I'm being honest, I think we need somebody that knows Scottish football and knows Celtic, but. You know, I, I, I'm just not sure that you would give it to somebody like Rafa. Would you say Neil Lennon's in the driving seat, though, Gary? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I think Neil Lennon took over him with eight points clear, um, and if you know, if we finish maybe say 16 clear, and he wins the Scottish Cup, wraps that up, then it's very hard not to give him it. Mm. Um, but I, I, for me. No, I, I wouldn't be giving Neil Lennon a job Okay, thank you to Gary in the Gorbals On tonight's question, we're looking for 11 men since 2000 Who've managed in either the top flight in Scotland or England And whose full name begins and ends with the same letter Guys like Ivano Bonetti, Neil Lennon, Neil McCann and Tommy Wright Some great answers coming in on Twitter Jerry H has come flying in with the one that I said was impossible. I'd really thought and it he's was. Got it, and he's got it. Thomas Conroy, a feel for Thomas because he's, he, he clearly gets the question. He's got some of them right. He's got the Neil Lennon. But he's thrown in Ron Atkinson. I'm going to have to ask you to read that back, Thomas. Ron Atkinson. And Ron Atkinson. Kevin Maguire's got a few right as well. What more have you got for me? Right. I've just pulled another one there that I'm quite chuffed with. Right, okay. If you say so. Self praise is no praise. I know, but still, you, you, you painted this question to be so <laughs> yeah, tough that I'm going to go for it. I'm going, Steve, Roger Hanna type question. Steve Lomas. Yep. Yeah. You got any for us, Jim? No. Uh, I've got three more. Many as you want. Mark's got them. Go on. That's quite a good one as well. Uh, into the, uh, the the Karanka boy, Aitor Karanka, yes, Middlesbrough. Karanka. Yeah, good shout. Uh, Louis Van Hal. Yes, so that means you've got one, two, three, four to get, and we'll get them next. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here They're even talking in the background Because they're trying to come up with the answers to tonight's question Since 2000, 11 men have managed in either the top flight of Scottish or English football And have had a full name that begins and ends with the same letter So guys like Etor Karanka, Ivano Bonetti, Louis Van Hal, Neil Lennon, Neil McCann, Steve Lomas, Tommy Wright We've got another one then Eddie Howe Yes, the Bournemouth manager Eddie Howe Begins and ends with the letter E um, I'll give you a bit of a clue Just to steer you in the right direction You're looking for Two more from England um, One managed Sort of early mid 2000s It's got to be one of the hearts guys um, These are the English ones I'm, I'm talking about And the other one Maybe kind of four or five years ago Was the manager in an English club A Premier League club in England Four or five years ago mm-hmm. You said Louis Club Van Gaal didn't you? You've yeah. got him already So you've got one from up here And two from down the road As they say uh, Let's take a call We're kicking off in the Battle of the Saints Between St Johnston and St Mirren So we'll keep you up to speed If anything of note happens But Jerry's in Uddingston Hi Jerry. Good evening gentlemen How are we? Good thanks Jerry. What's on your mind? Um, Gordon Strachan um, Is on my mind Um I didn't think anything could take my mind off the, the game on Sunday, but he certainly did read his comments today. It absolutely infuriates me. Um, Gordon Strack has made a lot of money as Scotland manager um, with not a lot of success. And his comments today, I think they're pretty pretty poor and pretty pathetic, to be honest with you. He's, he's, he's banging on about the fact that none of our players are good enough, uh, apart from Tierney and Robertson, for anyone to pay £15-20 million pound from, for, despite the fact that Clubs did for, for Oliver Buck, for example. Um, we haven't picked players out from the English Championship and, and all that. And it's just same excuses he came out with his last manager about as being too small as a nation. Same excuses that, that, that people root out all the time. And it, it's pretty much to protect the old boys' network, in my mind. Now, guys like Gordon Strachan and Alec McLeish, I, I, I think Alec McLeish looks like he's been cast in the wrong movie. Um, I think his style of management, perhaps his time has passed. And I, I cast my eye across uh, Hadrian's Wall to, to Gareth Southgate. Um, and I look at, he's a younger manager. Um, he understands the game, maybe understands young professionals now in a way that guys like Alex McLeish and, uh, don't anymore. And I think we did a root and branch review of an entire coaching structure. Instead of, you know, filleting guys like Malky McKay in and Alec McLeish and all the rest of it. Scott Gemmel, because he'd been hanging about for a while. And really look at someone who's going to be a good coach. You look at his last squad, I mean, I, I could get my, my, my boys uh, as a 2008 team and, and they could have put a team out to, to do better against San Marino than we did. And for him to come out and say the guys were nervous, I mean, the guys are professional football players. I think the team was set up incorrectly. I think his squad selection was was poor. Um, but no one seems to be wanting, certainly from a professional Side of the game, want to be put the blame squarely, but but it should lie, and it's the coaching, the coaching setup, um, and using comments like you know, but players aren't good enough, and they're all only Scottish championships. Northern Ireland has had relative success, as did Wales, Norway, and Denmark don't have, have players um, playing in the biggest leagues, but they're still doing relatively well. Um, I don't want you guys maybe think about that. Why why are we continually looking to focus on negatives rather than looking at 
positive change. Well, Jerry, one thing I just want to just ask you to elaborate on is the the point you made that you know Alec McLeish's squad selection was poor. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of who he didn't include that's that made the point that the squad selection poor. Unless you've got some names for me, I'll give you three. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that, uh, Barry Douglas, um, Liam Cooper, um, and whilst we're struggling uh, for strikers, the boy Rhodes um, as well who. I don't understand why he's never really had been a regular. Well, Jerry, what, what, how, how, and, and I'm not trying to put you down because you've come no, up with names so fair play to you, but how many times live in the flesh have you watched those three players this season? The, the two boys, the two Leeds boys, I've seen quite a lot on television, granted, because I'm not a regular uh, visitor to, uh, to Ellen no. Road. Well, I would but imagine, at... just, just to, and, and not, to, not to shoot you down, but to defend Alec and his backroom staff and his scouting staff, these guys will be checked out. Um, in person You know in, in, in the flesh And believe me One thing I would always say For any manager In any argument like this They ain't not going to pick players Because they don't want to they, 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 Their job's mm-hmm. on the line So if he thinks that Liam Cooper Is, is better than Scott McKenna Or Barry Douglas Is, is better than, than Graham Shinney Or Jordan Rhodes Is better than whoever Then I'm sure They, they would have them in um, and for whatever reason They've decided to go With the guys that have not But, but, but that, I, that is Jerry's issue though Isn't it I mean yeah. you can, He's not alone In certainly thinking that And uh, granted not, A lot of people Who come up with these names Haven't watched the players But Liam Cooper is Clearly playing at a level That you would think He, he could at least get into our squad right. So so what well, What yeah. I would ask is, is Has Alec McLeish been asked Specifically Why Liam Cooper isn't in it Not that I can Think off the top of my no, head Jim listen, Duffy I agree with Jerry In some points Because I think we do Always seem to make excuses mm-hmm. um, You know Some reasons that, You know well, We don't have this Great pool of players And as we've seen You know Whether it's Ireland Wales um, You know we know Wales always go back to yeah, Bale, Bale, but, yeah, but but Northern but, Ireland's a good example Northern Ireland But there's there's a lot of Countries who, who don't have A huge pool of players Kazakhstan certainly Don't have a huge <laughs> pool of players to, to pick from So You know And don't have the finance Or these kind of things So listen We had a really really Poor performance in Kazakhstan and there's no doubt about that and it was a very ordinary performance against San Marino but the only thing I will say is that the players underperform if you look at Scotland's midfield in the two games not it was two different midfields but you, you have likes of Kenny McLean who scored who's playing with Norwich City mm-hmm. top of the division you've got John McGinn who's playing has been outstanding form for Aston Villa you know you've got Callum McGregor who's mm-hmm. we're talking about possibly the player of the year in Scotland has been outstanding Stuart Armstrong playing with Southampton in the Premier League you know so we've had, you know, we've had really good players Underperformed, hmm. you know. You know, with Dolly Butt, he's been playing with Celtic. Started the first game. James Forrest, you know, again been terrific for Celtic. So, you know that there has been, you know, all McBurney even you know, he's not playing, but he's playing with Swansea in the championship. Goals a few goals, season. a lot of goals. So, you know, it's one of those ones where we with a really really poor game. So I, I don't really good. I mean, listen for that. It's a, another time, Jerry, about the the you know about the whole development side. We've had this. Debate many yeah. many times over the years. And I understand. Co- I understand why Jerry better. why Jerry raises that because people look at you know we've sort of hit rock bottom. How how do we stop it happening? How do we build for the future? You're right. We keep doing that. Yeah. Is is it about time that we focused a bit more on starting from the top rather than the bottom? Because that's surely what Northern Ireland did. Because yeah. you're not telling me that Northern Ireland have got a more sophisticated yeah. grassroots or coaching structure than no we do, and no they're producing stuff that we don't yeah. do. Is it? Um, I, I get why people want to sort the grassroots and all the rest of it. But why don't we start at the top? Why, why can't we start at the top yeah. instead of always wanting to start at yeah. the bottom? No, I agree, I agree with you. So you talk about the you talk about the Blazers. You talk well, no, about I mean, the, well, yeah, that and the you know the A squad and the, the right, right manager essentially as well. Yeah, if that's yeah. the issue, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you, you know, what we said before, development's a long, long term. We've had various types of people involved. That we had uh, Matt Vota came in a few years ago and tried something. Then all of a sudden, we've got Malcolm McKay. We've got different people all trying different things. We've had, you know, various uh, looks at it and, uh, you know, policies put in place. But ultimately, it's a top, you're right, Gordon, it's a top international. And the biggest thing for me, the biggest disappointment for me, is that the kind of lethargic yeah. approach to playing for Scotland Jerry? we're actually out of time but you promise you'll phone back and we'll do this again sometime because I think uh, we could certainly get a lot more mileage yeah. out of this discussion oh, that would be great enjoy your evening guys good yeah. man yeah. thank yeah. you that was Jerry and Uddingston he's going to give us a call back I'm sure we can do that again uh, right let's try and round off the question so you're looking for since 2011 men have managed in either the top flight of English or Scottish football and their full names begin and end with the same letter so guys like Aitor Karanka Eddie Howe Ivano Bonetti, Louis Van Hal, Neil Lennon, Neil McCann, Tommy Wright, Steve Lomas. Right, there's a Hearts guy who is a Nautilus, a Nautilus, a Nautilus. I'll give you that. That's the one I thought you would never get. Korobochka. I can picture him. What's, yeah. what's his name? Korobochka. So you got the first name right. Heard, yeah. An Atali. An Atali Korobochka. That's us. Right, okay. Well done. Right, you've got two to get. I, I'm really struggling now right. with the two English guys or the two English teams. Norwich. Um, no, the one that's there. Fat, uh, no, no, no. 2004 5. Uh, Northern uh, Irishman, I think. Oh, Nigel, Nigel, Nigel Worthington. Nigel Worthington. Nigel Worthington. Mm-hmm. And this that's what I meant right at the very start. <laughs> <laughs> Leicester Nigel. City 2014. Nigel Pearson Nigel, Nigel Pearson. Pearson There we go Well done Thank you Mark Guidi And Jim Duffy Thank you for all your calls And tweets It was another busy show So apologies If you didn't get through But we're back tomorrow From 6 o'clock With Gordon DL And Mark Wilson As we move ever closer To a huge weekend In the Scottish Premiership As for right now Just stay where you are Because Callum Gallagher Is up next <laughs>